because there's no joy in your peace. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Father, and we bless you today. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Now, Father, we want to hear from your heart. We want to hear from the heart of God so that we can be blessed in every way. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You're already here. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So we talk about God's love. Amen. There is no love that can compare with God's love. Yet we look for love everywhere but from God. Amen. Hallelujah. God's love toward us is authentic and dependable and pure, full of strength. See, God's love deposits something on the inside of all of us. It's not just him caring about us. But God's love is deposited on the inside of us. Amen. The, that inward man or that hidden man of the heart gets stronger and stronger when you allow God's love into your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. This is how the hidden man of the heart Become strong. Amen. God's love, full of strength, full of hope. See, when you don't know God loves you, or it can be of mental assent that you know it, but when you don't really believe it and feel it on the inside, you can be very, very discouraged with no hope. But God's love is what causes hope on the inside of us. Let's turn to Ephesians 3. Hallelujah. God's love is strong and compassionate and majestic. Altogether lovely. That's the kind of love you want. Amen. But see, we look for that in a person. Amen. I want somebody to love me and be be beholden to me and, and all of these things. And we look for this kind of love from the wrong place. Amen. Because if you don't allow God to love you, then man, is you going to keep expecting man to love you? I don't feel like he loved me. I don't feel like he understands me. I'm telling you. I don't feel like he, you know, and, he, and, and the husband is always going to come up short. Why? Because you're really looking for God's love. Amen. You're really looking for what God has. And this is the thing. Only God has that. Nobody else has it. Now, mother and father's love kind of cuts it close, but we don't love our children as much as God does. Amen? We love them as much as humanly possible, but the love of God transforms people. The love of God is transforming. It's powerful. Amen? It's majestic. And it's altogether lovely. He is the glory and the lifter of our heads. And that's why, because he loves us so much. God's love never changes. You know, it's not, if you don't do something for me, you know, like I did this for you, now I got you under my control. Manipulative. God's love is not manipulative. God's love is not cagey, touchy. Not, it's not, none of those things. God's love is everything man's love can't be and more. Hallelujah. Because he never changes. His love is permanent. And it's enduring. It's powerful. Amen. God's love encompasses us. In other words, it encircles you. It encompasses you about. Amen. 
And what it does is it encourages you, it blesses you, it strengthens you, and it makes you stronger. It delivers you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I looked that up. You know, I always like to look the words up in Webster, even though we have the biblical meaning. But the word love means loving kindness. This is Webster. It's, uh, it's loyalty, dependable, and never doubting, never doubting, never changing. And so God's love never doubts us. We don't have to ever doubt it, and it's never changing. Amen. We need to seek God's love. Seek his love. Stop expecting this out of man, because this is the thing. If you receive, seek God's love and receive it, then man's love will come. It'll autom- you know, you'll just be like a magnet. And you'll draw man's love because the God's love is deeply rooted inside of you. And that's why the Bible says for us to be rooted and grounded in love. Because if you are not rooted and grounded in God's love, you're not going to attract the real thing. You'll just be superficial. Are y'all here? And you'll attract superficial love. And that stuff wears down. And the minute you're not doing what that person wants you to do or singing, dancing to their music, they're done with you. Amen. And so you have to be rooted and grounded in love. And love is kindness, loyal and dependable. Amen. Love never doubts. His love is favor toward his righteous people. And love lifts us up. It redeems us from sin, and it pays our debts. The love of God will pay your debt. Amen. And it's our preservation. It's our preservation of life. In other words, the love of God will preserve us. It's like this. If I got the love of God, can't nobody else hurt me because I have the love of God. And that's what more person need, more people need. If more of us walked in love and walked in the love of God, we would care less what other people think, what they're doing. Let them do what they do. Because you'll be like this. I know my God. I know in whom I'm believing. Amen. And in other words, you're not expecting anything from man that they don't want to uh, voluntarily give you. In other words, you're not trying to pull. Some people getting them to love and be nice, it's like pulling teeth. See, you won't do that when you know the love of God. You just do your, you be nice, you, you walk in love, the rest is up to them. But you check out with God. He puts a check mark next to you. Amen. So the love of God does all these things. It constrains us. You know, when you have the love of God, stuff just don't bug you that much. Not saying you don't get bugged. We all do because we're human. But, you know, when you give a lot of lifelines that you didn't think you would give because of the love of God. Are y'all here? Amen. So let's go to Ephesians three fourteen, And it says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father our Lord, Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family is... In heaven and earth is named. I don't think that's my. Oh, okay. Okay. Where am I at? 
Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and then 15. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, this is the scripture I wanted, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Now think about that. He's granting us the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit, through his spirit to our spirit in the inner man. So he's strengthening us with might through the spirit. Amen. And when he strengthens you, that, that love of God takes over. It's in you, on you, all around you. And you can share. It's shared abroad in our hearts. And then it, it's, it's conveyed to other people. Are y'all here? Amen. So let me do 17. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts. It's a heart action through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height. Now see, what this is saying, it says, look, when you start to understand and receive the love of God, and it dwells in your heart, you start to understand the length and depth of the love of God. So in other words, if you're walking with God and you understand his love, Man don't really, it don't matter. You know, it's our job to treat one another the right way. It's our job to love one another, but your life is not dependent on it. Y'all following me? Your life is not depending on what man does because you have so much from the Father. Amen? It puts you on a strong foundation that man can't put you on. It's a foundation of strength and love and hope. Amen. And hope will not disappoint. Verse 19 says, to, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, and you won't be in your head trying to love. You'll be in your heart. And it'll radiate out of your heart. It's either there or it ain't. And if it's there, it will radiate. Amen. It says, so to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Love fills you up. In other words, love completes you. We're not complete unless we receive the love of God. Amen. And when, if you don't have the love of God and you don't receive the love of God from him, you can't love other people. You can do your best. And marriage, that marriage thing don't, well, I'm... You know, I betroth my whatever, myself to you. It doesn't matter what kind of words come out of your mouth. If you, that's why marriages don't work. Somebody doesn't have the love of God in their heart, and they don't know how to pass it on to other people, and they're very critical. Amen? And so you have to allow God, because God loves all of us, but we have to allow God to love us and transform us on the inside so that we can love others. Are y'all here? Amen. This is just how it's done. And then we're rooted and grounded in love. But it's done by faith. You receive it by faith. Everything you get is by faith. It's received by faith. And then you'll understand, you'll comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height 
to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. See, this is not a head knowledge thing. Well, I know God loves me. That's not what it's about. Amen. It's not about that. Yeah, he's your father. He created you. Yeah, he loves you. But do you know the love of Christ? Amen. The love of Christ passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness. Are you filled with his fullness? In other words, do you have God's love inside of you that is overflowing? See, the fullness is the overflow. (laughs) And when it overflows, just look at it me as a fountain. And it goes on to other people. Can't fake that. So if love is, is overflowing on the inside of you because you've received the fullness of God or the fullness of his love, then it's going to touch others. Y'all hear? That's just how, amen, that's how it's transmitted. Love is transmitted and it's very contagious. Amen. Now people show it in different ways. You don't have to, you know, get out and try to show it because it, it'll permeate. And it's something that, you, you know, you may need to discipline somebody. You can do that and still be in love. Love ain't manipulation. Amen. Love is real. Love is pure because it's coming from a pure fountain. Amen. You can't manipulate people with love because you know why? You can get tired. Amen. And pretty soon, boom. But when you allow love to come into your heart, and see, we have to know that God loves us. He first loved us. Yeah, I love him because he loved me first. If you say that in a Baptist church, you're in trouble. They're going to shoot you. They will show you the left foot. Oh, that's just, that's a travesty. Ah, You love it. You're supposed to just love him. I love him because he first loved me. I love him because he treats me with love. I love him because he's never left me nor forsake me. He's blessed me when I didn't deserve it. He's never left me. He's there for me. He's healed me and blessed me. I love him because of all that stuff. Amen. Now, sure, if he's never done anything for me, I still love him. But I love him because he's shown me his love. He's shown me his power. He's shown me his grace. Favor is upon my life. I love him. Amen. And I receive that love from him. I receive it gladly. Hallelujah. So we are forever on God's mind. You know, God never, he never forgets anybody. You may feel like he does. He doesn't. Sometimes we need to repent. Repentance, if you don't repent, sin will separate you from God. and You'll feel unloved. But you go, go to the cleaners. I mean, every day, and this is supposed to be a daily activity, daily. If, if it's nothing but God, if, if I did anything that I, I forgotten, or if I didn't know it was sin, please forgive me. Because this is God we're talking about, God Almighty, the one who raised us up, amen, gave us his only son, and through his blood, blesses us and give he's given us daily benefits through the blood of jesus hallelujah it's like a you know it's like a gift a a gift a wrapped gift and somebody says oh i bought you a gift did you did you get it and they say yeah i got it I, i i like it and they say thank you and so you receive it. It's a free, something that's free, that's given. Amen. Now, some things are not gifts, and we just try to take them because we want them. 
And God says, no, Mm-mm. that's not what I have designed for you. And then we get mad at God. Well, it ain't on your plate. So we have to wait until God is with us on everything. Amen. His love is favor toward us. His love is righteousness, and it lifts us up. It redeems us from sin. All you got to do is say, I'm sorry. It pays our debts, and it is our preservation for life. Love does all that. Pure love does all that. The, God of, the love of God. The love of God will cause people to bless you, to make they'll have you on their mind. Amen. The love of God will cause people to pray for you when you need it. Amen. That's just the way it is. Hallelujah. God is gracious and his love is foregoing. Always. It never stops. Amen. His love overlooks our wrong. That's the biggest. (laughs) That's the biggest. He still want to help. Even though we screw things up, he still want to help. Amen. And we'll get you out of hot water. Hallelujah. God's love is strong, but never forced. Write that one down. God's love is strong, but never forced. Like we try to force our love on other people. You don't love me. I want you to show me. Take me to dinner. You know? That's forced. Forced. God don't force anything. It's just a natural commodity. And it's precious. And it's forever. And we are forever on God's mind. Believe that or not. And he rejoices over us. Because we're his bride. He's the husbandman. And we're his bride. And he rejoices over his bride. Amen. Alright, let's go to Isaiah 62. Hallelujah. Isaiah. It's in the front. Bianca, you got your Bible? Did you bring your Bible? She got a new Bible. You like it? Amen. And and Rachel got a new Bible. And Jasmine got a new Bible. Mm -hmm. Their Gigi bought them all new Bibles. I can't remember. They were going somewhere after church. And I told Bianca, I said, you could leave your Bible here if you want to. She thought about it. She said, no, you better let me take this with me. (laughs) I don't remember where you're going. Good thing. But anyway. I know you're going to use it much. I saw college years was fastly approaching us, so. I said, they need a Bible. So I'm looking in the wrong place, of course. What did I say? Isaiah 62. Okay, now I'm in Isaiah. 62, verse 5. And it says, For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. So God rejoices over us. Amen. 
like a young man that marries, rejoices over his virgin. Not just a bride, but a virgin. Amen. So shall God rejoice over you. Amen. He rejoices over the bride because he loves us that much. Can you imagine uh, God throwing a party over us just because of us? So in other words, Jesus pants over the bride because he's the husband. And we need to be in hot pursuit of him because he's in hot pursuit of us. You ever seen a relationship, you dating somebody and it just ain't, you can tell the other side just ain't, I'm just not into you. Because it's not equal. Amen. Well, that's how, can you imagine how God feels when he pants after us and we don't pant after him? We run in another direction because we don't like feeling uh, how naked and afraid. I don't know. We just don't like that feeling of confronting him because of sin. Sin separates us from him. When all we need to do is just repent and say, God, I'm, I'm feeling a little funny here. And, he'll, and it's, sometimes it's nothing that you've done. It's just to get rid of that feeling on the inside. You know, we want to obey every voice except the voice of God. I said, boy. So Jesus pants after the bride as a husband. And we need to be in hot pursuit of him just like he's in hot pursuit of us. We need to be, uh, what is that, like a deer pants for water? We need to be hungering and thirst after him. And that's what we need. We need to be face to face to him. We should stalk him daily and put him first <laughs> and get lost in him. When you stalk God, you're lost in him. Amen. Let's go to Zephaniah. It's a book I don't go in that much. Zephaniah. Hallelujah. I'm getting there. Um, Zephaniah 3, I'm sorry. 3.17. And it says, The Lord your God in, in your midst, the mighty one, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. See, when, when you are in the love of God, you have peace. There's no way you, can't, you cannot have peace and be in the love of God. Because when you have peace, that's the love of God. See, God has designed everything. He set everything up to work for us. When something's not working or when you're in a bad frame of thinking or frame of mind, it's because we, we are not receiving the love of God. Sometimes it's because we we get disappointed in ourselves, or we're just we just get disappointed in others. But God has a way of making things good with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. Where am I at? So the Lord your God is in the midst. He's in your midst. He's the mighty one. 
He will save and he will rejoice over you with gladness. And he will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Amen. And so God is nothing to take, to be taken for granted. He will save. He will rejoice over you. He will rest in his love for you. And he will joy over you with singing. Let's go to Second Samuel. I got a lot of little scriptures to, so I tried to put them in order so you wouldn't be all over the place. And then I, I stopped. So at the end, you'll just have to, oh, but I forgot, you're on your devices. Most of you. Second Samuel 22. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I got it. It's just that I'm, let's see. I'm still flipping. Second Samuel 22. Verse 2. And it says, well, let's do one. It says, Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song. On the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Amen. The, the God of my strength in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. When waves of death surround me, it says the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows, the sorrows of soul surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and he cried out and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry entered his ears. Amen. So God will never leave you in an unpleasant situation. Doesn't mean that unpleasant situations won't happen. He'll never leave you there. Y'all hear. He is always there reaching out his right hand. Amen. God wants us to arise and come away with him. Amen. It's kind of like he wants to date you. Amen. And that's in Songs of Solomon. If anybody want to read that, lady, Songs of Solomon 2.8. He says, come away, arise and come away with me and spend time with me. It's kind of like I'm, we're on a honeymoon or, or that's where I want, I want to be on a honeymoon with you. He, in other words, he wants quality time. Quality time with God will satisfy you. Amen. We need to get lost in God and know his love until we are changed. Because the love of God changes us. Amen. It changes us. And so God wants us to inhabit his love so much so that the, it, our, the hidden man of the heart is so built up and so strong you can get anything you want. From God 
and from anybody else. Amen. And you don't have to ask them for anything. You just be. And God will produce something in your behalf. That's just how he, that's how much he loves us. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. It's the love chapter. Hallelujah. And let's go to verse 2. It says, and though I have the gift of prophecy, well, let's do one. It says, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become like sounding brass of a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I have nothing. And it's, in other words, you're bankrupt. Without love, you're bankrupt. Verse 3, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, you're doing all of these nice actions. See, because a lot of people try to buy God. You can't buy God. Because he wants you. He wants your heart. Are y'all here today? That's bad news for some, but that's good news. You mean that's all I got to do? <laughs> to get blessed? Give him my heart? All right. That sounds like a good deal, and it is. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's see, where was I at? So let's go to back to two, of no, uh, three. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. See, love, you can go look back 20, 30 years, you're still loving. That's true love. And that's propelled by God and his love. That's not fake love. That's why I don't understand why some people just don't appreciate people's love. You go back for years and it's been the same love, the same protection, same uh, encouragement. But people don't appreciate it because they don't acknowledge it. They just don't. Some people, not all, but some people don't. They don't know the real love from, but you fake. Somebody faking. They eat it up. That's because we're man, men. But we know better because if God has encompassed our hearts, you know the real from the fake. But see, it's something called your flesh that likes to be massaged. Likes that people coming up to you. Just saying. And that's what we like because our flesh, we in the flesh. And flesh likes flesh. But if you want the real thing and you want somebody to be there when you truly need them, when the devil starts banging you up against your head, then you need to choose the right love. Amen. Start with God. Because he's the one that's in your corner when the devil's smacking you around. Amen. And God's true people are there but this other stuff it wears thin after a while it really does so it says in verse i think i'm in verse three yeah did that give to the poor and though i give my body to be burned which i'm not going to do but have not love it profits me nothing verse four says love suffers long and is not and it Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself and is not puffed up. 
does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked. I didn't mean to go far. I was in, I was two and three, but I'm going to keep going. uh, Let's see, does not envy, love does not parade itself and is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, and love thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, and and it has joy. I'm adding that in myself. It says in verse 7, it bears all things, believe all things, hope all things, and endures all things. Love endures hurts and wounds. Love endures punishment and trials. Love still stands. Amen? You let God change your heart and, and put you in, and you walk in love. Yeah, you're going to get hurt because these people think you stupid when you walk in love. And they think they can trick you and manipulate you. And they'll try to think, they look, they look at love as weakness. And that's the way they did Jesus. So just expect it. Some people get mad and let their hearts be. Don't let evil people turn your heart. Keep your heart in the love of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And let God deal with that. You know, we feel like we've been um, mistreated. And sometimes we are. I'm just going to lay it. I ain't going to stand here and say, ah, you love. Sometimes you are. But God. Amen. Amen. That's just the truth. Because I know I'm speaking for me. I'm speaking for me, for nobody else. I'm speaking for me. Amen. But I, I try to stay in love. I go somewhere and get my mind together. Get in my word. Review the things that God has placed on the inside of me. And then I, I start back to walk in love again. Amen. You have to. You can't let people destroy you. You cannot let people. How, how important is it for, for you to, I, I don't know. I'm not going to even go there. Let's keep moving. Amen. But I can tell you it's flesh. It's flesh. So love bears all things. Verse 8 says love never fails. But, with, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. And when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. That's what we need to do. Put away. Because see, there's a bigger picture here. Amen. And in verse 12 says, not for now we see in a mirror dimly. See, we have a blurred reflection of who we are. A blurred reflection. It says, but then face to face, but when face, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Amen. So in other words, when perfection comes, I see blurred. In other words, I don't see myself like God sees me. But when perfection comes or when your heart is changed, 
and you start to see who you really are, that's when perfection is starting to come. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you know God loves you. He's changed your heart. He's changed your thinking when you are truly a true creation, a new creation. Amen. That inner man, old things are passed away. You're walking in the newness of life. You're walking in your new uh, creation man. And you let that other person go because he touched you. He mad. You know, all of ours. I ain't talking about no specific people. I'm talking about me and all y'all. Amen. Touchy, mean, nasty from time to time. But see, we need to allow God's love. I look at it like this. Like a bowl of milk and somebody just pour it over your head and it goes off. Amen. Like the oil that ran down Aaron's beard. And just look, and imagine that being love, the milk being love. You just let it overcome you. And because, and, you know, we need to be changed. And stop thinking we right all the time. My goodness, that's flesh. That's the old man. You know what that is? That's the old man still trying to live after you done been in your word, listened to a good thing, been to the, the, the conference. And got elevated, and there's that old man still sticking around, ready to pull you back from where you come from. And you have to see, but the love of God will override that. I know it will. Because I used to not be like that. Now I'm like that. Don't mean I don't, mean I don't get mad. I'm human. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm still on my way to perfection. But we ain't there yet. But God is in my heart. And he he's encompassed me with his love. Amen. And we have to receive that. And that's the only way you make it from day to day. Or, or you have to fake it. But I want to truly make it. Amen. So when perfection comes, hallelujah, from knowing him face to face. It says, now I know in part. But then I shall know just as also I am known. Verse 13 says, And now abide, and now abides faith, hope, and love. And these three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. And so then in chapter 14, it starts out saying, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. But the, it's already told us in the previous scripture that it's prophecy and all those gifts is not, if you don't have love, all of that's dung. It ain't worth nothing because you don't know how to. That's what's wrong with a lot of preachers. They have the anointing, they have the gift, and they don't walk in love. Always in the flesh trying to do whatever, control people. In the flesh and it backfires. It works for some years. And people hit pastor, pastor, pastor. Especially if it's a man, they'll do women like that. But men, oh pastor. And he's thinking about you. All he wants is you tap that basket and get out of his face. But true gifts, true love gifts get overlooked because you're weak. Yeah, think about it. It's true. I've seen it done and i felt it. You're weak, you stupid, because you're a woman. But you don't see me out there protesting with a stupid hat on my head. Amen. <laughs> Ain't doing that. 
Amen. I'm not bugged about it that much because God makes things right. Amen. I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from, but just thought I'd think about that. You know, protesting and the women's strength, you know, all that stuff. It's so wrapped up. It's so fake. And people can't see through it. Like, we're empowering you. We're releasing you to do things. We're empowering you because we love you. Then people don't love you. And they're not empowering you. You get your empowerment from God. I don't understand why a Christian would be out there holding signs. Get in your prayer closet and watch it come to pass. But I don't, I don't understand. And I ain't trying. But love suffers long. Love envieth not. Love doesn't vault itself, nor is puffed up. Let's go to Psalm 92. Hallelujah. Psalm 92. Verse 1. And it says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning. Hint, hint. And your faithfulness every night. And on an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sounds. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your hand. Amen. So when you have the love of God, you're operating through the love of God, you triumph in all things. Because you can bear all. You're not easily provoked. Amen. You think no evil. You hope for all things and you endure. The love of God causes you to endure. Amen. And it's so important. Why? Because love never fails. So it doesn't fail you, it doesn't fail God, it doesn't fail in the natural either. Whatever it's taken on, it does not fail. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 103. Verse 1. 103.1. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. Praise God. Who redeems your life from destruction. And that means accidents, you know, drugs, danger, harm, all that stuff. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Amen. We're not pitiful. You're crowned. Not pitiful. You're royalty. Now you hear people going around, I'm royalty, would will act like it. You know, stop acting like whatever. Uh, verse 5. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Wow. And verse 6 says, the Lord executes righteousness... Amen. That's and righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his way to Moses, this acts, his acts 
to the children of Israel, and the Lord is merciful and gracious. In other words, he's easy to approach. You know, I used to think that God was not easy to approach, and that's because I wasn't walking in the love of God. I thought he was mad at me, and I wasn't walking in his love because I wasn't receiving it. And so I didn't want to approach him because I thought he was going to, you know, be rough because he hadn't seen me. I hadn't kept my appointment in a while. Amen. And that'll make you cause you to turn away longer. Mm-hmm. But when I finally had to push my, see, that's like a barrier. You got to push your way past that. And when you do, you find God waiting on you. Love. What's been taking you so long? Girl, I love you. And he'll do something miraculous for you to let you know he's been loving you all along, never left you, nor never forsaked you. Amen. He'll make all things new for you. He'll give you, he'll load you with lots of benefits because this is what he does. He, he carefully wraps, gift wraps everything that he has for you. Amen. Where's our little gift wrap box? Howard still got it. But I, I don't think that's the wrap one with the little flower. I think Howard kept that one. But yeah, let's take, let's get that one, Tanya. Oh, it's got a little bow on it. Yeah. I think after he confiscated that one, we got a new one. We got a bigger one. Thank you. Yeah, girl. Ooh. Hallelujah. Understanding the heart, the Holy Ghost, peace and confidence, everlasting love, prosperity and grace. Redemption, righteousness, promises faithfully fulfilled. Love, hope, strength, encouragement. Meekness, peace of mind, life. Eternal salvation and grace, peace and joy. Hope, uh, strength. That looks like Shetty's writing. (laughs) Peace, peacemaker, blessings, godliness, new person of Christ, encouragement. Encouragement and boldness that look like Tanya. Healing and hope. See, all of these things. This is a faith, love of God. That's Tony. Tony's right. Confidence. And somebody wrote JJ down there. They blessed in a dashi's autograph. But anyway. But see, these are all gifts. It makes it worth it. Hallelujah. <laughs> New person in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. It makes it all worth it. And he gives you that just for receiving his love. You receive, You let me love on you. I'm going to give you that and more. You know, <laughs> That's what I'm giving you. Peace, love, joy. It's, it's awesome. Amen. I will forever keep the box. Amen. Psalm 105. We're in 103. Let's go to 105. Verse 4. Uh, 105.4, do I have that? Yeah. And it says, who makes his angels spirits, his ministering, his ministerings a flame of fire? Uh, you who laid the foundations of the earth. It says, so that it should not be moved forever. You covered it with the deep with a garment, the water stood above the mountains at your rebuke, they fled. At the voice of your thunder, they hastened away and went up over the mountains, that they went down into the valleys to the place which you founded them. I don't know if I'm reading the right one. 
It's supposed to be say seek your seek the Lord. Three. Okay, I see. I'm in 103. I knew that one right, but hey, it sound good because 103 verse five talks about when it says you laid the foundations of the earth. Those foundations are unshakable and immovable. So that's a good foundation to be on. All right, let me get in the right one. 104 verse what? I mean 105. Okay, verse four, and it says, "Seek the Lord and His strength." Seek his face forevermore. And it's just telling us we need to seek the Lord. Let's go to three. It says, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice and seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore and remember his marvelous works which he has done. His wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. Let's go to... Psalm 145. Psalm 145. Verse 9. Sticking together. And it says, The Lord is good to all. He is good to all. Amen. Well, I like eight. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, great in mercy. The Lord is good to all. We need to remember this. Amen. When you think God is mad and you start skipping your date with him, you know, you need to remember this. It says, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and take of your power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. That's a lot of dominion. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah uh, 40. Isaiah what? 40. Mm, They were listening. Okay. Verse 28. And it says here in 28, Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faint nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young man shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. In other words, we are, as long as we stay with God... We are gaining strength day by day. 
Through patience and faith, we gain strength walking with God. Amen. Uh, let's see, verse 29. Is there a 29? No. Is it? Oh, yeah. Did I read it? Okay. All right, let's go to Isaiah 54. Let's flip over. Verse 5. And it says, For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. Amen. Hallelujah. And verse 6 says, For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, like a youthful wife when you were refused, says your God. For a mere moment I have forsaken you, but with great mercies I will gather you. He's going to pick you up and put you back together again. Amen. Hallelujah. That's for somebody's broken. A woman that's been left is a broken woman. A woman that has been refused is a broken woman. So he is saying through his great and tender mercies, he's going to pick you up and put you back together again. Amen. Verse 8. With a little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment. See, when God, he just just doesn't stay mad at his kids, even though we do the dumbest things. He says, for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you. Save the Lord, your Redeemer. Hallelujah. Romans 8. Hallelujah. Verse 38. Most of you know it. Got to be fully persuaded, right? Uh, can I borrow your? <laughs> Says for I am persuaded that neither death nor life. Mm-hmm, eight. Thank you. There is therefore now no condemnation. Wait a minute. Eight. Well, there's no condemnation in Christ to for those who. Do not walk after the flesh, but those who walk in the spirit. Amen. Sometimes God will just have you read stuff because he wants it read. So I'm looking for eight, right? Thirty. I'm sorry, 38. I did say eight, but it's 38. I think. It says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any, any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you. So nothing can separate you from the love of God. No principalities, no powers, no rulers, no natural things can't separate you. When you give him your heart, you walking in his, you allow him to love you, nothing can separate you. It says, nor, nor height, nor death, nor any creature shall be able to separate you the lo- um, from the love of God. So Jesus in, is in love with us, and so is his Father God. And we're his delight, even if we fail he loves us no matter what we think about. Now, that's nothing to take advantage of. You don't take advantage. Well, he loves me with an arrogance. He don't like that arrogance. He don't like it. Amen. 
But he, because he says love is not puffed up. See, there you go with the puffed up stuff. Love is not puffed up. That's why I know he don't love it. It says no matter what we think about ourselves, we belong to him. Hallelujah. Okay, this is where I'm going to go back because I forgot something. Psalm 30. Let's go back. Psalm 30, verse 2. And it says, Oh, Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. Hallelujah. It says, Oh, Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive and I should not go down to the pit. That's good news. That's great. That's fantastic. (laughs) Throw a party. Verse 4 says, Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. Y'all hear? But for a moment. And his favor is for life. Now, can you imagine it? When he put favor on your life, it's forever. Are y'all here? Expect favor. Because, see, God don't take the favor away from you when you make him mad or when you do something wrong. Don't let the devil lie to you. You're still walking in his favor. Now, you may not see it, but it's still on your life. Are y'all here? Y'all got that? But the minute you repent, oh, my goodness, or the minute you do something for God, or you see somebody in need, you may be in the market or at the gas station, you see somebody in need, you take a dollar or two. Or I remember when you did that, I'm looking at people like, what, what, it was going so fast, but there's a lady. Remember that lady, we were at the gas station and she didn't have any money, and she came over and I looked at her, I said, you must be talking to Tiffany. Because, <laughs> hey, I didn't have it. And Tippy pulled out, and I saw some dollars, and she gave her the bigger bill, and I said, I, I want to take her temperature. <laughs> but, I, but you know what? I admired that in her. I saw something in that that taught me, don't give people the lesser, give them the greater. Amen? You know, and that, that was just, to me, it was so cool. I never told you that, but that was cool. I'm like, amen. Just being honest, y'all. Y'all know how I do. But anyway, it's, I don't even know where I was. Anybody know? Five. But for his anger is but for a moment. And his favor is for life. Weeping man do for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. It's like one of these mornings you're going to forget what was making you sad. You're going to forget that you were in the front. It's just like, to me, this is what I equate it to. You know how when you have a kid, and that's the worst pain in history, and then after you have it, you forget. Not right away, but some days later. And then you forget what you went through. And so God designed that for a woman not to remember. And I think... That's what it is with this weeping and during a night. When joy comes, you forget what was making you sad. Amen. You, hallelujah. You will, God will make you glad for, for, for what is that? For, uh, my, for the beauty of ash. What is that? Yeah, beauty for ash. And what is oil? Joy. I want the joy. The joy. Joy for 
oil of joy. He'll apply the oil of joy to you just because you went through what you had to go through. Because you endured all these years and something made you so sad that you didn't enjoy life. He's got something for you, okay? I'm telling you. And I'm, I'm just not trying to be popular. I'm telling you the truth. Whatever caused you heartache for so long, God has something for you. He's going to make it up. And it's beauty for ashes and oil for the joy of heaviness. Isaiah, Isaiah 61, 3. And he just, I'm telling this is the God that we serve. Amen. Those concerns, you know, that you have. You know, maybe you've never been able to just rest in your mind because you've never been able to depend on anybody. You know, when you don't have parents that you can depend on, you didn't grow up or your parent died when you were young, you know, pretty young, that's scary. Amen. But God, he, he has the antidote. He has an answer for all those things. And I'm telling you, I know that he will reward you for all that time. All that time that you were without. Or if your parents just didn't know God and was just out there being nutty and didn't know God and you didn't have it. I had a father until he was 92 and I could talk to him. God didn't let him lose his mind. And you could go to him for advice. You could talk to him. And I do miss those talks, but I don't have any regrets because we got it all talked out. In fact, he over-talked. But y'all know what <laughs> but, but he... I don't have any regrets because he fulfilled what I needed to hear. Amen. And so, God, whatever you missed out on in a parent or in a whatever it was that made you so uh, unhappy or disfragmented, fragmented, he will put that thing back together and give you joy. Amen. Hallelujah. So weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Let's go to Galatians 5. Almost done. How much time do I have time, lady? Okay. All right. 17 minutes. Galatians 5. Hallelujah. Uh Uh-uh. Slipping by me. And it says if we, wait a minute, I found it and then dropped it again, just a second. And it talks about being in Christ. Okay, verse 6. It says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. Amen. Can I read that in the Amplified, please? Okay. You're not ready. That you're my backup. Okay. Galatians. Okay. I think it's. 
Yeah, because I have it in it. I forgot what scripture. I said five, uh, five, six. This is two. Galatians. Uh-huh. Galatians five, mm-hmm. thank you. Okay, Galatians five, six. It says, "For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision." Nor uncircumcision means anything, but only faith activated and expressed and working through love. Amen. So see, God is saying this. None of that stuff is important. It's not important. Amen. But faith works through love. If you don't walk in love, your faith ain't going to work. Amen. Sometimes when our love don't work, because I've been there and I said, God, what's wrong with my faith? I wasn't allowing him to love me and teach me how to walk in it once I received it from him. So faith, faith works by love. Amen. Let me read it again in the King James. It says, for we through the spirit... Is that the right one? Yeah. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope. That's not the right one. Galatians 5, 6. Okay. So let me me just do 5 again. It says, For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. The hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith worketh through love and that circumcision it means perfected or unperfected saved or not saved amen faith only works by love it ain't gonna work no other way well i got faith you gotta put put love in there in other words you can't even put love in there you gotta Allow love first and then operate out of that love. And when you operate out of that love, faith works. Amen. Your faith works. Okay, I have one more, and that's Romans 5. Five, verse 8. It says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Yes, he died for sinners. He died for us while while we were yet sinners. Amen. And he demonstrated his love toward us. That was a demonstration of the power of his love. Hallelujah. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have... 
have now received the reconciliation. So in other words, we are reconciled back to him. Amen. And this is why we rejoice. Hallelujah. So God clearly shows his love for us. It's been demonstrated. So in other words, this is what God is saying to us today. Why do you doubt it? It's been demonstrated already. He gave you the best he had. That was his son. Amen. And he's demonstrated his love so that his face even shines upon you and give you peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we stop there? So, Father, we thank you and praise you. Hallelujah. We bless you. We lift you up today. We love you.